0: You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. It's the motherfucking Eagle Double G. Snoop Dogg. da 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 You know I'm with the D R E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who's back up in this motherfucker. Motherfucker. G'day everybody, my name is Zach (laughs) I'm Brandon, (laughs) aka DJ Outback Steakhouse I am Jackie Legs and I'd like to say hello (laughs) You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damn, the show where we take some of your favorite movies from the 1990s to the mid-2000s, and we look at them objectively as mature audience-goers and ask the serious question, do they hold up? This week, we watched 2003's action-adventure family comedy, Kangaroo Jack. Ugh, for the love of God. <laughs> Here it is! I'm gonna argue that this is a break-in format, because we like to take movies that people are nostalgic about. There can't be anybody in the goddamn world I think this nostalgic- is an episode- that's being uh, released to clamoring ears. (laughs) People have been begging for uh, folks to cover uh, the quintessential (laughs) early 2000s. Literally, no one asked for this. Shit pile, that is. No one asked asked for this podcast, and no one asked for this movie, and I just want to immediately apologize to our Australian listeners. We actually have a pretty big Australian listener base. We're going to lose them all today. (laughs) It's not our fault. It kind of is. No, this is (laughs) your fault. This is your fault. <laughs> look, I can't say that I knew the movie was good, but as a 12-year-old when this came out in 2003, look, I saw it twice in theaters. That's that, insane. It's a story I've told many times on this this show. So, I saw it twice and yeah, picked up the DVD when it came out. I, I'm sorry. I'm I, sorry, I, but it's a movie I, that I, I, I know do. is terrible, and I know I wanted to do this movie since we started this podcast, because this is such a fun movie to tear apart at the same time, but I also was genuinely curious just how bad it was. I do not accept your apology. I also saw this movie in theaters, and even back then knew, wow, this isn't good. You're saying you never rewatched watched Kanky Jacks? No, this was the first time <laughs> since, since I saw it in theaters Wow, that that i've seen holds up huh Mm. (laughs) i'm gonna like oh i'm gonna gonna kill you i'm uh, gonna kill you a quick plot synopsis for those who do not kneel at the altar of jack (laughs) (laughs) two childhood friends get caught up with the mob and are forced to deliver fifty thousand dollars to australia but things go haywire uh, haywire when the money is lost to a wild kangaroo (sighs) go on Directed by David McNally, who brought us Coyote Ugly, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? Literally two movies on his resume and then a couple episodes of some TV shows? I mean, some of the shots that we saw in this are starting to connect now, knowing that he's only ever done Coyote Ugly. Well, this was his last, yeah, feature film. And also, yeah, there's a lot of- (laughs) <laughs> There's also God. a lot of uh, TNA in oh a PG movie, dude. This movie is not for kids. <laughs> it's a naughty little flick. It really is. So, had a sixty million dollar budget. It earned sixty six million in the US and eighty eight million worldwide. Ooh, it's not good. Not too bad. Not too good. They didn't make uh didn't turn a big profit. A whole million dollar <laughs> finished. Uh, well, no, I mean it made its money no, back, it, but with it, marketing, it, with... probably not too much. Honestly, yeah, that's bad. So I finished 42nd on the box office charts for the year. Some other family movies released in 2003. We got Finding Nemo, Elf, Cheaper by the Dozen, Spy Kids 3D, Freaky Friday, dude. A Haunted Mansion, Daddy Daycare, The Cat in the Hat, Brother Bear, Holes, and Agent Cody Banks. Mike, What a year. I mean, there's a lot of movies that came out that year. Kangaroo Jack (laughs) spawned an animated sequel released in 2004. It went direct to DVD titled Kangaroo Jack (laughs) Good Day USA. Oh, that's right. I remember when that came. Who fucking saw this movie and was like, we need a spiritual sequel? (laughs) Audiences were clamoring for it. No, they weren't. Just you. Christopher Walken and Anthony Anderson were both nominated for Worst Supporting Actor at the Razzies. Uh, but this film is winner of the coveted Kids' Choice Award for Drumroll Please Favorite Fart in a Movie. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> nominated, Favorite though. Oh, no, it, it won. won. Oh, it, it won. won. I mean, well deserved. It's a great movie fart. Just kidding. Fuck <laughs> this movie and fuck everything about this movie. <laughs> fuck you. So. It's inspired by an urban legend about a pair of Boston College students on break in Australia. While driving through the Outback, they accidentally hit a kangaroo with their Land Rover. Thinking they had killed it, they got out and placed the driver's Boston Red Sox jacket on the kangaroo to take a picture before moving on. However, super respectful and classy. Super respectful, much like this film. The kangaroo was merely unconscious, awoke in the midst of the photo taking. It broke free and took off across the Outback, still wearing the Sox jacket and had the keys to the Land Rover And then they died Can you imagine that? Donnie Hold my fucking Duncan Hold my fucking pick this, pick hold this my fucking up. Duncan <laughs> Go Socks <laughs> Oh fuck <laughs> It was fucking biting me Dude this fucking kangaroo Is biting me I don't know what accent What that was that? was like Arnold Schwartz We today switched here. Yeah we swapped a little bit there No not we <laughs> <laughs> Throw me under the fucking bus Initially, the film's screenplay was titled Down and Under and was described as a mafia comedy in the style of Midnight Run. Okay. So this movie screams to me like it was meant for a much more mature audience. I, I, yeah. It's clear they were going for a PG-13 rating and it shot for a PG-13 rating. And this movie is crazy fucking shoddily cobbled together (laughs) like like the editing in this movie is piss poor oh my god there was a point and i mean we'll definitely talk about yeah talk about it but there's a point like at a very important part of the movie where they legitimately just use shots from the beginning yeah like and don't even try to hide it so, when the producers saw test footage, they realized that the film, as it was cut, simply did not work. Uh, I guess they saw the promotional and the, the marketing materials for Snow Dogs, which similarly had the one scene in the film that showed the dogs talking. It's a dream sequence, much like in this film. It's put in the scene to make you think that the dogs talk, made a lot of money. They got the idea to just shoot some stuff with the kangaroo talking, one, one little scene, and then some extra kangaroo footage. And then they cobbled together this PG cut of what was clearly meant to be like a, a mafia comedy. Barry, did you see this new Cuba Gooding Jr. movie? <laughs> we got to get us one of those. One of those snowdog <laughs> <Those> movies. Snowdog <laughs> movies. Who said that in the back? Terry? You're t- ire. You're fucking. You, you get a promotion, my friend. So trailers for the movie emphasized the tacked-on talking kangaroo scene, which gave audiences a false impression that this was a family film involving a talking kangaroo, which is dude. why it hit number one at the box office the weekend it was released. And then people, some people demanded their money back because they're like, this is not a talking kangaroo movie. What the fuck? Well, dude, I mean... And it's funny because the audiences were supposedly tricked into thinking this was a family film. They didn't try and fucking hide that at all. I know. It's got a 4.4 4 on IMDb and a whopping 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. The highest film we've ever done. <laughs> Just kidding. It's the lowest. An 8. An 8. That's, that's shocking. That's... I mean, man, we've covered some bad movies, but I... This is absolutely, at least critically, the worst film we've ever done, right? Yes, it is. All right, so you know, you know, I mean, I know a lot of the point of the show is to look back on movies to see if they hold up. We know this one didn't hold up, but I thought it'd be a funny episode to bring up. All right, so I'm Neither no, you, knew, so was gonna, you no. knew it was going to, you knew it was going to piss me off. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely, why you to do it. It. absolutely. I Ugh. wanted to get you to watch this movie for the longest time. I'm going to make you watch the worst sports movies ever. We're going to watch like Little Big League. <laughs> Damn it! We're going to watch Mighty God, Ducks Three. <laughs> All right, you want to dive in, dude? Yeah, I mean, yeah. What else are we gonna do? Well, we get our first taste of this music here. The do 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 do. Oh do, my God! Dude, do do do. Did Dr. Dre know they were doing this? <laughs> they took the sample from next episode. They, they get their mileage out of this. It's basically the theme well, of the goddamn the movie. The, it's the theme of the kangaroo, at least, because I think it plays every time Kangaroo Jack and or Jackie Legs yes. is up. Which, by the way. Ugh. Why is this movie called Kangaroo Jack? They refer to the kangaroo as Kangaroo Jack once. Once, I think. maybe, maybe Jackie Legs is no. His it's name de- that they I definitely heard with. it yeah. at least once, maybe twice. I swear to God, it's not twice, uh, dude. I will end my life if it's twice. Let's look go. Up, let's go back and rewatch, <laughs> dude. I'm up for round two. <laughs> Are you? No, I kill myself. So we, we get a lot of this uh, narration, and you can tell this is is all because of. I feel like I don't know if the whole movie was. Purposefully written to be narrated like this Or if it was more like we have to explain A lot of shit in a short amount of time Because we get this opening that's like Welcome to Australia, home to 20 million Kangaroos, but we're looking for one But hang on a second, we're not there yet Because again, they have to hook families to yeah. be like This is a movie about a kangaroo yeah. Cut to fucking 1982 Brooklyn <laughs> We get Essentially the beginning of The Departed <laughs> There's like a mob family. so the, Charlie is the lead character here. Uh, he grows up to be Jerry O'Connell, but he's a little kid. I think he's like ten or eleven years old or something like that at Ugh. the time. I mean, we know for a fact that growing up to be Jerry O'Connell doesn't always help. You know what? he he's uh, not fat here. Like no. I picture I keep picturing, you know, little stand by me. But, uh, he looks good, man. He looks good in this movie, shot. yeah. He's fucking fit. Dude. Yeah. It's uh, Memorial Day, and he says three important things happened on this day. It's the most important day in my life, pretty much. I think one of which is either Sal, who's played by Christopher Walken, who's this the head of this mob family, yeah. either started dating his mother or proposed. I can't remember they which just, happened. They had started dating because she so. hadn't been dating since his father that's died. That's right. That's right. So are you, fucking happy. kangaroo jackhead? Are you a jack-off? Yeah. <laughs> don't know jackhead, what jackhead are we, what i on? guess jackie <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. no sorry i was paying attention yeah i'm just kidding i was on my phone for a lot of this well movie. if you didn't know that they'd, they'd pause the screen with these stupid little postcard freeze frame title things that like this is just, yeah dude it's so weird it, it i swear to god i made this joke already but it literally reminds me of like of um, the beginning of like a mob film yes like Goodfellas or the departed yeah but a oh my god so shitty and like under budget like you can just tell like i like to believe that they were just working backwards they were like we have a mob movie like it's gonna be a terrible b comedy yeah and then it was like i mean there's a kid's angle we could throw in here the fucking kangaroo could talk they scraped the barrel i think to to try to make this into something marketable yeah so Charlie Carbone, young Jerry O'Connell, he is the soon-to-be stepson of the mobster Salvatore Maggio. That's Christopher Walken. He's got a son who's kind of a delinquent chode, who's a young yeah. Michael Shannon. Why does he have a different last name? I don't know. Frankie Lombardo. Frankie I don't know. Lombardo. Yeah, but I because you I thought it that it was his yeah. son, but then they said that. Oh no, that's. Oh wait, Frankie you're right. Lombardo. No, it's his, no, it's his it's his uh, apprentice, apprentice, like juvenile okay, apprentice. Yeah. That's right. I'm he's sorry. he's uh he's uh, what's his name in he's Matt Damon in The Departed <laughs> yeah sure sure yeah, okay. exactly gotcha Except this kid ends up growing up to be Michael Shannon. Oh my gosh! What a smile we got on our face when he I comes was legitimately in. happy when Michael <laughs> Shannon walked out. I was like, my my spirits turned up. He's young in this movie. He is. He doesn't quite have his uh, steely demeanor. quite Yeah. Yet. His his stage presence isn't as his voice demanding as, as it is now. Is intense. Yeah, but he's still Michael Shannon. So, the second thing that happened to Charlie that day was that he met young Lewis Booker, who turns into Anthony Anderson. Oh, well, imagine He grows a, up into him. Yeah, what? <laughs> No, he actually just like, he... but he's, you could tell as a kid, he's this young little hustler. He's out there with a metal detector, uh, searching for lost treasures and whatnot. And he runs into, uh, Charlie, and out of nowhere, what's his name? Frankie's just like, hey,
1: Charlie, hey, hey kid, hey go kid.
0: long. Now, I wonder, is he purposely trying to kill Charlie? Was no, this a motivated I think it's plot just, to murder? No, I think it's just young Michael Shannon is bad to at football. Fucking, yeah. yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, and he throws for, it super far. Throws This dipshit has to go into the, the ocean there. Yeah, he over the voice narration, he was like, "Well, he threw the ball 20 yards, but the beach ran out at <laughs> 15." There's only 15 yards of beach. And, and he's was like, an undertow and I couldn't swim that day. So, <laughs> like any smart kid who can't swim, he wades into the ocean. For a football. For a football. Let it go. Let it go. But Lewis jumps in to save him and rescues him. And, yeah, the whole narration's like, Lewis saved my life that day, and I'll never forget it. Because he won't let me. Oh. Now we're best friends. Then it cuts, like, 20 years later. Yeah, but Still almost... In Brooklyn. It almost seems like reluctant best friends because... Yeah. He, like, he does nothing but He's shit He talk. holds it over his head, pretty much. Yeah, so anthony anderson is holding his head uh, holding it over his head and then the whole time what's his fuck is just complaining the whole time he's like ah i hate lewis Fuck Lewis. <laughs> so Charlie now is uh, the owner of a hair salon. It was bought by Sal. I gotta say, not as many homophobic jokes as I thought. We you know, were gonna yeah, get in we, this. I mean, we dip our toe for sure because it's the early two. Yeah, we get there into some un-PC language, but not. But like, didn't call him queer at all. I'm sure they cut a lot of those out. Yeah, I'm sure there those. was a lot of queer jokes. But Sal, uh, he. Takes some of the money off the top here, the mob, so they keep coming in. It's clearly like a you know a mob owned. Yeah, joint. it's a racket. Yeah, yeah, it's a front. So Lewis is constantly getting into all of these shenanigans. His next job is where he's dropping off some sort of TV. Is he ropes Charlie along for the ride? There's this whole long. You can the movie's produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, which we failed to mention, but this is clearly one of the Bruckheimer gonna... touches. This this fra- frenetically edited, fast paced car sequence. It's weird. There's like two or three. Chase sequences in yes. this, or like, there's a, a point where a plane crashes, and like, the use of practical effects is k- shocking. <laughs> <Like> they <laughs> they, could, they they actually do some of them. Some of the shots look okay. That's probably the most I'll give this movie. So to, <laughs> don't settle in and be like, oh, maybe he did like Kangaroo Jack. No, it's such conf- conflicting tones. That's what I really come down to yeah. for a lot of this movie is that it will go from really broad kids joke to guns and action sequences yeah. and sexual innuendos like like raunchy for a pg movie by yeah. far well you know the, it has its fair share of poop and fart jokes and like eh, you kangaroo know. eating fucking candy jokes yeah and like you know physical comedy like oh he hit his head on a branch or something like and that come- and then like we'll switch over and the next scene they'll be talking about like i'll fucking y- kill you yeah yeah i'll <laughs> fucking kill you mike my- <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to our Australian We're so listeners. Sorry. We're so sorry. Um, no, but he's talking about, like, rackets and, like, oh, the mafia skimming off the top of my business and, <laughs> like... Ooh, who is this movie for? It's ridiculous. So TVs are going out the back of this truck. They destroy most of them, but they end up where they're supposed to be dropping these TVs off. And they inadvertently draw the attention of the police to what they find out is actually Sal's like, crime headquarter yeah, warehouse. Yeah, like a warehouse. Where he's you know running a racket himself, obviously. Storing $4 million worth of stolen goods. Yeah, not smart, Sal, but m- more not smart. <laughs> on the on hands the of these two goons, these two assholes. Which, by the way, can we get that out of the way? It's hard to like these guys. You know what I mean? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, in- <laughs> they're fine. Like they're they're entertaining together, but their characters themselves are kind of like, how these guys aren't that good. <laughs> well, Anthony Anderson is like a sleaze ball. He's hard to like, and then I, I'll never remember his name. Jerry, Jerry O'Connell. O'Connell. Yeah, maybe I will. Uh, Jerry <laughs> O'Connell is just such a whiny bitch in this. <laughs> He does nothing but complain and shit on his best friend. So yeah, the entire place gets seized. There's a huge, you know, the SWAT invade the place, and then we cut to Christopher Walken delivering this, you know, monologue. This very very oh, Christopher my God. Walken he is monologue. Walking through this script yeah, exactly, and he's basically chatting about like, it's not your fault. Like you were pretty much born to fuck up. A lion can raise a mouse, but Ch- a mouse is still a mouse. <laughs> you got. Chicken blood. Oh, my God. Why, like, ah, chicken blood? What the fuck does that mean? I'm going to give you one more chance. You're going to go to Australia, give Mr. Smith his money, and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Awful. But, uh, yeah, he basically says, like, you guys have fucked up so much. You have one last chance, uh, you know, to save face so he gives him this mission actually Frankie gives him the mission yeah Michael Michael Shannon Shannon himself finally graces the screen and I've got a B-Roner oh absolutely this is the one time in the movie I was happy (laughs) (laughs) oh man but it's so fun he walks into the room saying like What does he say? Like, oh, hey, hey kid, kid, go go long. long. (laughs) Oh, that must be the guy from the beginning. (laughs) Exactly. It's so weird. Why would you walk into the room, like, quoting yourself 20 years ago? The the first thing you say to that guy, (laughs) hey, remember when you almost died accidentally? (laughs) (laughs) Ha, good callback. Hey, kid, go long. What What the fuck? but they are instructed to take this money to australia or i'm sorry not the money they are instructed to take this envelope yes and they're also explicit oh dude did i ruin the twist yeah we don't know that it's money yet dude (laughs) Shit! i legitimately i was sitting here and this was before i realized like what kind of movie this was this is when i started to get the hint because i was like are they running heroin (laughs) (laughs) is that a Baggy of heroin so he tells him to bring this envelope to a mr smith in australia and to not look inside it okay Mm -hmm. so they're on the plane (laughs) oh they're on the plane and we get a comedy powerhouse scene so anthony anderson we're introduced to his lucky jacket he's Mm -hmm. uh eating all kinds of candy that's stuffed inside the pockets and he's chatting with jerry o'connell about kind of once they get to australia what they're going to do and whatnot that will half come back later, the candy, by the oh, way. Oh, and the lucky jacket and is by ha- very important. And by <laughs> half come back, I mean, like... Maybe like one eighth's come back. <laughs> Maybe it'll be integral to the climax of the film. Maybe it won't be. Maybe the next part of here is kind of funny, but ashamedly okay. so. I A think huge guilty pleasure laugh. Yes. No. All right. So I will sadly admit that in this <laughs> what eighty-seven minutes of film, eighty-nine minutes, I eighty-nine. Believe. Excuse yeah. me. I oh didn't my want god. To you. I'm sorry. Wow. It just kept going. Just know your stuff, man. Yeah. In the eighty-nine minutes of this film, I had. Two legitimate laughs. Okay. The first one I'm embarrassed to say. Because it's when they're in this fucking <laughs> when they're in this fucking airplane and Anthony Anderson, because he's a mook, looks at the fucking envelope. <laughs> the envelope yeah. It's full of all sorts of cash. So he runs into the bathroom after Jerry O'Connell and like he's like wow i've never seen so much green in such a small brown baggage. and like the flight attendant and this really cute girl are like listening in and it sounds like they're like playing with <laughs> shit. playing with shit <laughs> oh it's all it, over me i want to roll around in it can i smell it really quick no it's bad enough that you touched it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll get and, into like, these and like it's so embarrassing <laughs> Because it's the dumbest immature shit really I've ever so heard. Dumb. But God damn it if I didn't laugh. I did. I I'm laughed so and I'm ashamed. ashamed of myself. <laughs> yep. I hate yep. myself. Oh, boy. Like, they're playing in shit as a <laughs> joke. Come on, movie. It's so ridiculous. Oh, God. The second one was they meet, like, an Australian guy, and he's just, like, Scream something in, in, ineligible that I couldn't understand. Uh, I think they'll, we'll find a few more laughs along the way, my friend. Nope, that was it for I me. Think I think we'll no, find a few more laughs. No, I did not laugh. <laughs> along the way. For the rest of this film. So they finally land. Yeah, and Jerry O'Connell is stripped at customs. There's a funny little bit with Anthony Anderson going through and. Good day, mate. They really oh, run yeah. that one into the ground. Yeah, man. So much so that they had to title the sequel that, I guess. Good day, USA. <laughs> Apologies to our Australian listeners. Once One again, more time. Once again. I, I, I really can't stress. They make up a huge portion of our fan base. <laughs> so they rent, a, they rent a Jeep, and they are on their way to Mr. Smith, and in route, they hit a kangaroo. Mm-hmm. They think it, it is dead. It's just a corpse. And it, this is one of the, I think, maybe two or three shots of the movie that they actually use a prosthetic yeah. doll. Every, or... every time else, the kangaroo... Anytime the kangaroo has actual movement, it's CGI. This one looks like... A stuffed animal yes which i guess yeah i think you said it i'll take over the cgi the cgi is dreadful yeah but the cgi it, looks awful but i was gonna say but that's not to say that the puppet looks good it looks dumb as shit apparently they used a lot more of this puppet when it was more of a mafia comedy because I, I really think that this probably was like a side plot like really the, the, the driving plot of the the film but i really feel like they probably shot like all this different stuff that was well, just side plot about these two guys trying to get the money back but it wasn't so kangaroo jack heavy well i feel like it's okay to derail right now because i was thinking like okay if you make this movie about two mafia fuck-ups yeah who lose money in a jacket like they're nobodies in the mafia and they lose this money in a jacket and like the whole rest of the movie is them trying to fucking find this kangaroo like that almost makes for a good PG-13 comedy or, com- or, a or, role or even an R comedy. comedy. Yeah. yeah. You just have to, first of all, you have to commit to that. Yeah. Second of all, you have to recast it. You have to recast it. You put, like, Will Ferrell in there or something like that. I mean, he, Anthony Anderson's not bad no, in this. And I think it's just if you had written him better material, he'd be funny. Jerry oh, yeah. O'Connell does, just, does seem miscast in the yeah, movie he <laughs> did, no. altogether. Okay, so you you recast Jerry O'Connell with someone... Keep walking in Shannon. Jason Biggs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, they'll remake this today. with They'll swap the weight things, and it'll be Jonah Hill and Kevin Hart running around the desert. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. You put fucking... The cast is super bad in this movie. It's suddenly... <laughs> It's a great fucking film. It's super bad in the kangaroo. Yeah, you it's Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill fucking <laughs> chasing a kangaroo. And yelling at, dude, I'd watch that well, movie. Fuck the uh, can- uh, kangaroo's gone. <laughs> fuck man. <laughs> so yeah, they replaced a lot of these shots of the prosthetic like dummy yeah. with CG when it went the the, the kids route. Obviously, looks so there was a lot more of this dummy, but yeah, it's kind of funny. It looks. But anyway. They desecrate the corpse of this kangaroo by lifting it up and putting sunglasses on it and making a mockery of it, photographing its yep. dead body while they're laughing and yucking it up. And he puts his lucky jacket on him, the Brooklyn, the red Brooklyn jacket. But eventually, it winds up like coming to. It wakes up yeah. as you know they're defiling its body. Yeah. and drop kicks Jerry O'Connell, runs away. Kind of how I feel about this movie. I just want to drop kick Jerry O'Connell and run away. Charlie, I put the money in the jacket oh, and dude. the jacket on the kangaroo. And now he's hopping away. Can we agree on this might be like Anthony Anderson's lowest point in his career? Listen, like this, he scene? was churning out a lot of bad movies in the early 2000s. Oh, bad, bad and movies. And a few of them were gems. And he's gone on to have a pretty good career in mm-hmm. movies like The Departed. And actually, he's in, he's in that little scene, dude. He's in that movie. You could comb yep. through there and you'll find him. <laughs> but no, he's got a good film career. I like him. This is... Yeah, I think his low point. Like, this scene right here in particular is just, yeah. wow. He's, like, laughing because they're like, ah, the kangaroo kicked the me. The kangaroo got the money. What? The kangaroo got the money. It was <laughs> all trailer stuff away. right here, oh, They put this entire scene this. Yeah. in the trailer. Well, that's, I mean, right there. Plot engaged. Oh, yeah. They kick it in throttle game. on the plot. And here we go. Then we get a little, another chase sequence where they're chasing after this kangaroo. And mm-hmm. they're inches away from grabbing the. The old envelope out of the pocket, dude, it's, uh, again, kind of well shot, but just so... <laughs> because I, there are actually a few shots of a real kangaroo that yeah. looks <laughs> running for its life. Although they've CGI <laughs> imposed a fucking red jacket on it. Sometimes it's wearing the jacket from behind, and other times it's CG'd on, but it, like, it, it's so different looking than the CG yeah. kangaroo that they really shouldn't have even bothered. <laughs> yeah, really dumb, but uh anyway they end up chasing it through run into some they Drive termite off a hills cliff, essentially and tur- yeah yeah go off a cliff crash Ooh, the car yeah. um you know you can see they're terrible stunt drivers <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> yeah like anthony anderson's stunt driver has like lighter skin and is way bulkier than <laughs> anthony <laughs> anderson fuck this movie so we cut to a pub i believe in alice springs and we're introduced to a few new characters, one of which is Blue, who mm-hmm. is an alcoholic pilot. A, basically, a walking old man Australian stereotype. Yeah, exactly. I Good mean, day, this, mate! And this was where my second laugh was, because Blue like takes a shot and then just says something. Nice to meet you, Scheiser! Uh, yeah. Oh, he's <laughs> terrible. I feel like, and maybe our Australian listeners can vouch for this, I feel like half of the slang in this movie... Isn't real Australian slang? I feel like this is definitely written by someone who is not Australian. Yeah, decidedly not Australian. yeah, it's just picking from things they've heard in commercials and other movies. Yeah and it's becomes just the most stereo. It's like dumb and dumber when he rolls down that window, Jim <laughs> yeah. Carrey, when he rolls down the window and dumb and dumber, and he's like, "Put another shrimp on the Barbie," And, it, yeah. and it's like, someone actually, him. yeah, someone actually, I think one of the villains that were introduced they to in a second, like actually something. says something about like chopping them up to bits and putting them on the Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, (laughs) what? Come on, man. Come on. Uh, Also, there's a lot of Fosters in this pub. That's how you know it's Australian. Absolutely. Fosters and a mention of Bobby. So while Charlie's getting a drink, Lewis manages to call Mr. Smith. He tries to call him to smooth everything over, but he thinks that he stole the money, that they stole the money, and he's going to come after him and kill him. And, uh, this villain, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah, not he's a awful. Fan. Well, can you imagine if Hugh Jackman was this villain? Oh, no yeah, if or Hugh Russell Crowe. Or, or Russell t- yeah. Crowe, yeah. That would be a uh, better movie. Oh, <clears throat> goodness gracious. Also, we failed to mention, too, um, because brandon likes to think this is a twist ending it's not um and christopher walken arranged for them to do this basically they're paying for their own assassin where they come up to mr smith hand him the money and he's supposed to shoot him in the desert wait when is but that's not revealed here yet is what? it no it is because right when they're given their assignment they walk out and one of Christopher All Walken's Christopher Walken's goons, says is like, we canceled their return trip. That does yeah, not what translate. The fuck that that obviously not... means no, that it they were doing No, maybe it just means that they're going to cancel their return trip no, so that they're stuck Stop. in Australia this is exactly, and they have to live, dude. This is exactly what I meant. This is what good writing does. <laughs> no, it sets you things think up this is a twist only for name? them to fall down. <laughs> no, you think this is some weird twist ending. <laughs> because it's play. regardless of my thoughts, the screenwriters thought that the audience did not catch on until that moment. You're, that's what I'm getting at. You're like... Are you saying that I'm giving them too much credit? You're giving them way too much credit. (laughs) Like you're smarter than this. You've seen mafia (laughs) movies. movies. You've seen movies. I I know you have. This movie's for kids, so it's like the kids aren't going to know mafia references. Again, yeah, but that's why they say it. Explain why this movie makes no sense and why it's geared towards children. I'm I'm just saying, from a child's mindset. They're not going to be like, oh cancel his return trip no must from a child's mindset a child right now is thinking i'm Where's fucking 20 minutes into this movie i've seen a kangaroo once and it hasn't talked <laughs> that's what literally every kid is yeah thinking. every kid at this point is like what the fuck lewis also meets uh jesse played by elizabeth warren uh friend Estelle, of the show Estelle estella warren. warren i'm sorry yeah, yeah planet of the apes estella yes they our second estella warren movie yeah. in like a month ladies and gentlemen Estella Warren. <laughs> we are the Warren Warriors. Hashtag Warren Warriors. And I, I'll say this. She is a stunning, beautiful woman. Beautiful, beautiful lady. Worst actress. Terrible the actress. The worst actress. <laughs> really not world. good. She's bad. Really back. not. Well, she it plays Jesse here. She runs the, Out, the Outback Wildlife Foundation, I guess. This was, by the way, when I started to get, like... A obs- little antsy? Well, a little antsy, but also, like... Why is the female lead, doesn't it make more sense if the female lead, who's like supposedly this expert on the Australian outback and, you know, the Australian wildlife, why is it played by a Canadian actress? Who's playing an American. Yeah, who's playing an American. Why, doesn't it make more sense to make her um, Australian? Of course it does. Okay, moving on. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? That's no, not, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's screenwriting 101. You'd think they probably would have yeah. done that. But this is Kangaroo Jack, dude. We don't play by the rules. Oh, Australian, uh, good-looking Australian women. They don't sell the children. They don't children exist either. <laughs> either. They don't exist. <laughs> so Apologies to our Australians. <laughs> kidding. they know that. <laughs> they, of course they do. Ugh. Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah. Beautiful Australian. Absolutely. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Beautiful Australian. Good dude. God, that man. Oh, God. Something's wrong with his veins, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're huge because he's jacked. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, next week on... (laughs) Next week on the (laughs) (laughs) huge act, Buff Dudes podcast. Yeah. So, uh, they decide to track this kangaroo and basically tranquilize it with this very heavy tranquilizer. Mm -hmm. They're piloted by Blue, who's an alcoholic, by the way. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Had literally... They say he had been passed out in the bar an hour before... And so now they're letting him fly him around in a plane. So they're chasing him around and inadvertently after he's for no reason at all, just like veers off to the side. I guess it's because he's drunk, but he, he's been like. I don't know. Yeah. He like freaks out because the kangaroo takes a left and he's like, oh, I got to take a left. But he accidentally shoots the pilot and this tranquilizer works in three stages. Uh, temporary blindness, partial paralysis and complete shutdown of all motor functions. And four, fiery crash. Ah!
1: If oh you my could god, cut together
0: the amount of times these two assholes just scream, pull down to your back! yeah fuck this but the plane goes down and uh blue is still alive which i kind of wanted his face imploded in the engine or something oh this movie not enough people die in this movie right (laughs) doesn't have enough high body count yeah needs a higher body count way higher body count but they set off to i guess try to find jesse uh for whatever reason and they are stranded in the desert for hours i guess a day pretty much a day yeah i would think so so they they're walking along and like you can tell he's already seen a mirage of a jeep or something. Oh yeah, like there's that. A, there's a sandstorm which there's this. Stu- I hate to <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dude, this... I hate this so much. But he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, I want to go back to Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> and they play it off like the sandstorm just like blows them off their feet. Like, isn't it like a sandstorm would actually just rip your skin off? <laughs> Like, we I didn't know, see dude. Jerry O'Connell get his skin ripped off, and I think that's where this movie falls short. Big miss. <laughs> B minus. <laughs> so, yeah, he's seen a mirage of him operating a Jeep, and then uh, eventually Charlie sees Jesse, but he thinks that that it's another mirage, so he so goes up to he sexually assaults her. <laughs> he sexually assaults her. He grabs her breasts, and he's looking back at Lois like, oh, they feel so real. And she knocks him the fuck out with the canteen. Yeah. Cut to what is one of the best scenes ever put to film. Dude, I can't, like, this is a fucking, like, acid trip, this scene. (laughs) He, uh, he wakes up and... Jackie Legs, or Kangaroo Jack, undetermined what his name is, um, is standing over him, and it's this terrible CGI kangaroo talking, and this is it, dude. This is the payoff to this movie. That's a hip hop. <laughs> a it to the hippie to hip hop. Uh, I am Jackie Legs, and I'd like to say, hello. Ugh, my God. But he goes off on this whole thing like... You've got chicken blood, Charlie. Oh, yeah. And then it cuts to, like, Christopher Christopher Walken 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 kangaroo kangaroo and Anthony Anderson kangaroo. And they're all, like, fucking shit-talking them. (laughs) There's money raining down from the sky. Oh, yeah. There's kangaroo bitches hanging out by the kangaroo (laughs) Kangaroo bitches. It's like a kangaroo rap video. Yeah. It's great. It's the best scene ever. It's just god-awful. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. They cut so much out of this. Mm-hmm. And put it in so much of the material that it, it really... I remember tricking you into thinking that this movie was about a talking kangaroo. And now I want to go back and see what color shirt Jerry O'Connell was God wearing. God damn it. Close to the end. Yeah, we'll get into that because that is infuriating. Yeah. We also did not mention now that uh, Christopher Walken has sent uh, Michael Shannon... Frankie Lombardo. Frankie Lombardo to like, go resolve this because they found out that they fucked up the drop... And uh, Mr. Smith is also chasing after them, so they're all converging towards these characters as they're wandering through the desert. Uh, Jerry O'Connell wakes back up, yeah, from his from his goddamn hallucination, nightmare, fever dream. Fucking kangaroos are shouting chicken blood at him in a circle. Can you imagine, dude? That's like... That's a nightmare and a half. Oh, my God. I wish the witch had ended like that. The (laughs) vvvitch. Chicken blood. Yeah, the Chicken blood. Chicken blood. Chicken blood. But uh, the next day, they set off in search of, I guess, this uh, breeding ground or feeding ground or some shit where the kangaroos are prone to go, and we get another classic scene, uh, the camel fart scene. Zach, lay it on me. Thoughts on the CFS camel fart scene. (laughs) You know, Brandon... Once every, I'd say, 20 years. a scene, Millennia. Yeah, a millennia. Let's be honest. <laughs> Movies haven't been around for very very long, so I'm not going to go ahead and say it's the greatest scene. But every once a millennia, <laughs> a movie scene comes around that is unforgettable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it touches you in ways that you didn't think possible. It makes you feel things that you never knew you could feel. And uh, in that moment, we call it movie magic. Yeah. This is um this is it, this is the greatest scene ever put on film, or digital. Including that too, I can You know what? I can't even fucking can't keep even up. hold up the facade. This is a huh? goddamn embarrassment. The, okay, like, these camels are ripping the loudest goddamn fucking farts. And Estella Warren, she she's like, get used to it, boys. This is what camels do. And and Lewis is smelling some uh, very wonderful berries uh, trying to cover up the fart smell here. But these camel farts are Chicks in loud. Brooklyn would pay a lot of money to smell like that this. That they would. That they would. And these are some loud, disgusting camel farts. Do we, we actually watched <sighs> or began watching. Yeah, we only got a minute. Yeah, someone before. shut it off. Yeah, it's all we'll mention any names, Zach. <laughs> um, a whole behind the scenes feature of this D V D uh where they talk about making the camel fart noises and it's scripted and it's staged and <laughs> it's uh awful. it's the worst goddamn thing I've ever seen. Like why did we think <laughs> like kids but, are gonna be wanna watch it? Like, that's know how you know how the studio was like I mean that fart scene is the magnum opus of the movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the magnum opus of this director's very short career? I would think so, right? Fuck Coyote, ugly. Bar dancing scene? Who cares? Camel farts, dude. <laughs> Oh, boy. So they find Jackie Legs, I believe, in Todd Valley or something, some fucking popular kangaroo hangout. Yep. And they try to trap him. What are those, Bolos? What are those? Bolos, yeah. yeah. They have a huge fucking bolo training montage. I didn't watch it. Round, I got a- round, baby, round, round, follow that bolo, bitch. Yeah, I don't know what happened because I actually got up a- the flirt or vodka from Oh, myself. You did indeed, actually. But they were flirting, and Anthony Anderson was like, Oh man, you guys flirting. Oh, and Anthony Anderson has had the worst conversations <laughs> with him about like, man, you gotta hook up with the girl. Or whatever. It was something like that. <laughs> Great Anthony Anderson impression. By yeah, the way. I know. Thanks a lot. Yeah. If he's listening, apologies to Anthony Anderson. You better apologize to AA. Ugh.
1: Like now some, you, you apologize to yeah, me and yeah.
0: everybody listening <laughs> so they try to trap him but lewis fucks it up because he screams because some ants run up his legs and whatnot so mm-hmm. they gotta pitch a tent and camp here for the night and boy and speaking does a tent get i was pitched. gonna say <laughs> speaking of pitching a tent we cut to Jesse. i can't fucking yeah. believe this scene is real uh Estella Warren is taking a bath in like a pond, like a waterfall, waterfall. set. Beautiful set, beautiful scene. Right? Um she is wearing this white tank top that she had not been wearing throughout the rest of this movie. Not at all. And that's it. And she is soaking wet. Not a thing underneath. Not a thing underneath. And like they are making her do like swimsuit poses, like arching her back and you know, pushing dripping her dripping water up, on her. <laughs> dripping water. Dripping on water. I mean let's be honest, we're red-blooded men. It was gross. She looks <laughs> disgusting. No, she's obviously an she's extremely gorgeous, attractive and, woman. And they're clearly trying to blur up some stuff, right? No, I'm not even kidding. So a lot of the scenes where she has dialogue and they have to zoom in on her, um, her breasts are beneath the water line, so it's not yeah, a thing. Water is but coming there's up a couple it's... of shots, where, especially two shots, where like sh- the water only goes up to... like the top of her stomach and i swear to god brandon i'm not even kidding i i had to like do a double take cuz i saw it more than once they blur out her nipples again like, not like clever editing or color correction they straight up blur it out like a fucking girls gone wild commercial yeah. Just ridiculous Like are you kidding me Clearly this was meant To be a PG-13 they Cut shot it the scene yeah. Well, Reshoot the scene They probably should Cut the scene However it's I guess it's gotta play Into their relationship Building where Oh G- Jerry O'Connell By the way He's sexually assaulted This woman Which by the way She's made fun of Like oh you're coming Back for round two Or whatever Yeah she's joked About it like several times So he 2003 man, 2003, man 2003, am I right come on <laughs> Men's rights <laughs> So no It's terrible God damn it But <laughs> Jerry O'Connell he, he intrudes And like basically Forces his way Into the bath yeah, she's and like, she's like, oh, leave! About to jump, and he's like, yeah. She's like, get out of here! And he's like, no, I'm coming in. I don't care if you want to be here or not. If he can, like, I'm claiming this. Like, get the fuck out, basically. Hashtag men's rights. <laughs> Come on. Hashtag Warren Warriors, dude. Yeah. Hashtag so Warren Warriors. <laughs> he gets into the water, and then all of a sudden, she's kind of smitten by him, and they start getting close to each other, and they wind up making out, dude. Yeah, and I can't stress enough. They've known each other for a day <laughs> and a half, and in their first encounter. <laughs> He grabbed her tits. But he's Jerry O'Connell. He's a good looking dude. He is. (laughs) But of course, that's ruined by Anthony Anderson, who does a fucking cannonball into the lake. (laughs) (laughs) He's a fat black guy. (laughs) But the next morning they wake up to guns in their faces. Mr. Smith has caught up with them. Oh, fuck, dude. Hugh Jackman light <laughs> Diet Hugh Jackman right? diet This guy cold. is absolutely diet Hugh Jackman But yeah basically he's about to kill them Then he finds the photos of their fucking crime oh, yeah. <laughs> And he realizes Oh shit it was true And by the way interspersed throughout this plot You might be thinking hey guys What about Kangaroo Jack or Jackie Legs As he's oh, constantly Jesus referred Christ. to it will cut to him every so often to give him literally 30 seconds to do something silly for the yeah, kids. Yeah, like look around and then hop away. Yeah, one time <laughs> he'll just hear noises and just think it's funny. Sometimes he'll pick through the pockets. One time he finds some candy. and one, Once it's a Twizzler and he's fiddling yeah. around with that. and That's about it. You, you, you're, yeah. you're wondering for long stretches of this movie, where's the fucking kangaroo? Where's the goddamn kangaroo? Well, he's there somewhere. Eating fucking fireball jo- <laughs> uh, jawbreakers. Mr. Smith forces them to take him to the kangaroo, but little did they know, Michael Shannon's been on the trail and he's tracking them. Yeah. He runs into them too, and there's a fucking standoff. Yeah, man. and uh, well, actually, so we did we did miss to that uh, because I can't believe you skipped over this part. So Mr. Smith actually takes Estella Warren away. And he's like, all right, show me where this braiding ground is. Show me where the roo is. Um, apologies to our yeah. listeners, of course. Um, <laughs> it goes without saying. Yeah, of course. At this point, at this, we, point, at this point, if we just go ARP, that's... Uh, <laughs> you got it. Uh, yeah, uh, apologies to our Australian But that's right. Listeners. He takes Estella a, a Warren and then they're kind of strapped to the back of a camel yeah. and brought up they're going to kill they, him. then they do this fucking like Abaddon Costello thing. Where well, they, yeah, he realizes like, I am chicken blood, but not anymore oh yeah suddenly reach into my pants oh don't go out like this charlie and then he gives this little story about how we all have urges yeah there was this well-built latina guy and it's like what what are you doing what the fuck What's happening okay movie (laughs) yeah but anyway they they end up escaping um by like stealing their gun they bring it back they get in a standoff with mr smith and then frankie lombardo shows up I had to travel to the sphincter of the galaxy. Oh, this is a great monologue by Shannon. I wouldn't say it's great. I was going to say, and by great, I mean the worst of his (laughs) career. But still good. But he's still doing great. Exactly. It's God, the I worst Michael Shannon. No, I, lo- I love him, too. That fucking Christmas movie that we watched. <laughs> the night before. I've never, like, I don't know if I've laughed as hard. As when, a stoner angel. Yeah, like, because the rest of that movie was fine, and then Michael Shannon just, like, looks up, and he's like, I think I've earned these. And then he just <laughs> bursts <laughs> out <some> with wings <laughs> and flies away. <laughs> it's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, in the nick of time, though, Jackie Legs comes in to save the day after he, yeah, bit on an Atomics, like, hot... Yeah, an extra hot jolly, or... Jawbreaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah jawbreaker. Yeah. I keep calling it a Jolly Spits Rancher. Spits it out just in time for a distraction, and they get away, but Frankie Lombardi's gang beats the shit out of Mr. Smith's gang. Yeah. Incapacitates them all. And uh, so... There's a chase. Yep, Anthony Anderson and uh, <clears throat> Jerry O'Connell are chasing after Kangaroo Jack or Jackie Legs. Who, for some reason, is running straight off a cliff. He's running directly into the distance, like... as if to jump off a cliff because Anthony Anderson is chasing him and he's so caught up in the moment about to grab the money he finally does but then he looks up and oh no boy He's about to go off. So he slings over the top of this... He must break this fucking camel's neck, but he slings over the cross and is hanging by a rope off of this cliff. And they they play this out like it's this very dramatic, uh, character-motivated exchange between these two best friends. So fucking shitty. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of CG cliffs and shit happening here. Really drawn out like and just boring. Yeah, save me, all this shit. But anyway, eventually Jerry O'Connell does save Lewis, Mm -hmm. pulls him up to safety, and Kangaroo Jack has a fucking Lord of the Rings Return of the King, like, six goodbyes here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so Michael Shannon also shows up and, uh, you know... He reveals the twist, dude. Shyamalan twist. Uh, this wasn't a twist. He just tells them the plan that Why'd literally... Why'd you think you had to come down here? Yeah, we were paying for your assassination. You were, like, Mr. Smith was supposed to kill him. Like I explained half hour ago but the characters again don't know this so they're like oh you sent us no and a it's fine execution and again it's fine explaining it to the characters because the characters do need to find out at some point but don't act like this was a twist Brandon. this was not I'm a telling twist you, this was a twist for kids i don't <laughs> i don't know oh my god dad so wait does that <laughs> shut the fuck up dude <laughs> just stop you're embarrassing me you're embarrassing yourself this is the worst podcast ever <laughs> Does that mean the money inside It was it was to kill Lewis and Charlie Oh dad's drunk at this I point I was going to say dad's turned to me at this point saying You're walking home yeah, And you're refunding me the purchase of these two tickets To this terrible I don't know movie. where you're going to get the money But you're not allowed back in the house Until you get me back the $14 I paid To get into fucking Kangaroo jam. <laughs> he stood up, picked up that large soda And poured it over my head <laughs> Yeah walked out of the theater never saw him again i cannot underst- have not seen him since i can understand why you like this movie dad if you are out there please contact me <laughs> i i talked to him the other day he won't because of this movie. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but anyway um lewis at this point realized oh so yeah shannon comes up he's about to shoot him and then What do you know? The fucking cops come, and they save the day. And for some reason, Shannon's- Cops ex machina, by the way. Cops ex machina. Yeah, they come up silently somehow from a fucking- Up from a cliff in a helicopter without being noticed. Well, and so, like, they say that, like, the cop who finds them was Michael Shannon's, like, guide and, like, driver. There's, like, no indication that, like, this is a thing. So it really is just kind of like, oh- by the way, he we got to wrap cop. this up. Yeah. So Michael Shannon starts running, and uh, Jerry O'Connell takes him out with a bolo. For whatever reason, he just claps on the ground and doesn't turn around He's, with the gun. The gun is right next to his hand. He literally he picks up the gun at one point. Yeah, he should just turn around and blow his fucking head off. Who I cares? would. He's you're going, going to jail. Anyway. Yeah. Just blow fucking their heads off. <laughs> please so please kill these people everything's okay but lewis seems upset and and disappointed so (sighs) there's this heart-to-heart conversation about how you know what i see you saved my life charlie now you don't owe me anything guilt was the glue that held this friendship together yeah and this is when we do get our fucking kangaroo jack return of the king because he's like no man like we'll always be friends and then they hug and then fucking estella warren's like guys guys anthony anderson our are are maybe like second gay joke in the movie oh yeah he's like we're <laughs> having we're just talking yeah we're having a moment a, a not gay game moment. moment yeah and also uh and i'm just quoting here michael shannon while he was getting shoved into a cop car called them pussy retards pansy ass oh pansy ass retards <laughs> yeah which Sorry. is equally offensive <laughs> i mean they're both bad yeah, terrible but he calls them he calls them retards yeah and uh Anthony Anderson says they're not having a gay moment, but that's when they see kangaroo Jack and he's got a bitch on his arm. <laughs> well, no. So that right now he's just got the coat because this oh, is where, shit, that's right. This I'm is so where sorry. we do the yep, king of the, yep. the return of the King goodbyes because Jerry O'Connell, because he's fucking brave now with this his fucking no stupid shit eating grin on his face <laughs> in front of the worst <laughs> green, green screen, screen I've ever seen. The color so, looks terrible. So clearly reshoots. Yeah. Uh, comes up, grabs the coat and, you know, Kangaroo Jack's like, thanks for taking that coat off me. Doesn't talk, though. Let's not... I don't want to yeah, give you an impression wanna, yep. that the kangaroo has said anything. Don't mismarket market this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the kangaroo hops off like, oh, thanks for that. Uh, hands him Anthony Anderson, his lucky coat. He's like, ah, it's your lucky coat. He's like, no, I don't ever want to see that again. He says, no, if we would have turned this in, they would have killed us. Yep. So, technically, this is your lucky jacket. And so... Kangaroo Jack comes back again inexplicably, <laughs> and now he does have a bitch on his arm and a child. Yeah, and a tot, a little tot like a kid. Oh, was is, is that? An That's Australian? not Australian for kids, so I don't know why I used it. I just uh, thought it'd be funny to say. Yeah, apologies to our Australian listeners <laughs> once again. But once no, again. he comes up with a our family, p- and then this is, I I've never seen a. This is one of the worst editing jobs I've ever seen in a mainstream Hollywood motion picture. I couldn't fucking believe this. We had to rewind it to double check and make sure we weren't being like just vindictive assholes. Exactly. So there's clear shots of of CGI, Kangaroo Jack, and every time it cuts to Jerry O'Connell, we counted several times in which he switches clothes. Like, it's awful. Not only does he switch clothes, so he's wearing like an unbuttoned (sighs) green shirt with a wife beater underneath. Yep. And then we switch back to a shot, and he's wearing a buttoned-up blue shirt. And not only is it like a change in shirts, it's from the first goddamn time they meet, Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, there's a road in the background that it's, wasn't there before. Yeah, there, like, there's a road in there, and like, it's the same shot when he gets kicked in the chest by Kangaroo Jack because the little Roo walks up, yep, and fucking drop, hits, kicks. <laughs> drop kicks him, and it's the same shot just with a smaller kangaroo in it. God damn it, dude! Like. What the fuck? <laughs> what Awful. happened? Yeah, it's terrible. Oh my god, the, like is this like in a thing of like oh, we need to add like two more minutes to f- cuz just like cut it entirely if it's really that big of a fucking deal. Just cut it entirely. Yeah. You already said goodbye to the goddamn King. I don't care that he's got a family. <laughs> well, the kids do. The kids you in know, the like, on- Remember, this is a PG movie. Oh my fucking god. Cut two one year later and he's delivering this stupid monologue like here I am, rich and or she, um, Jesse moved on and married some rich, powerful guy. Oh, yeah, that's me. And uh, apparently they're riding on this beautiful boat. And yeah, Chris Christopher Walken's about to like get indicted for fucking all of his mafia crime. Yep. And they are the proud owners of a new hair line, hair products line, a shampoo made out of that fucking snakeskin lily berry shit that they were sniffing at earlier to cover up the camel parts. Yeah. They sent it to the women in Brooklyn and they yep. love it. And they it. made a lot of fucking money oh my on god. it. Did Lewis they ever. leaps over the uh balcony of the boat, jumps into the hot tub just as they're about to kiss. Ah, oh, Lewis, and he's like, Dude, That's me with the beautiful girl and my best friend. Dude, and they are fucking having a chuckle fest. Oh my god, the Dude, worst. They're, ch- they're, like, fest they're ever. like doing the worst, like fake laughter. Commercial laughter. Laughing. Yeah, like it I can't believe it didn't end with a freeze frame, like, uh, directed by fucking I think it did end with a freeze frame oh no not that part no, there no, are freeze no. frames there are the freeze movie. frames in this movie but Yeah, but not the guy with the beautiful girl the, and my best friend Lewis who saved my life more times than he'll know what does that mean what does that even mean <laughs> I don't fucking understand that at all by the way Zach before we wrap up I do want to ask you what you said after that scene in the the, the waterfall oh the waterfall place, that, during that terrible oh. romantic um, oh that <laughs> scene I ended and I looked at you and I said that scene gave me cancer <laughs> Because, <laughs> my God, do they have the worst on-screen chemistry I've ever seen. Estella Warren is the worst actress in the world. I've, I feel <laughs> I just so that bad. It was, just, it was complete silence after that scene. Because it was its just so... It, you almost feel bad about watching I felt it. dirty because she's... Like, this poor actress is being, like, put on this screen just to be ogled at in a kid's movie. <laughs> And like they have this stupid fucking no chemistry, terribly written, like we're falling in love scene after a day and a sexual assault of (laughs) knowing each other. And like we just move on, like, oh, then they wake up. Kiss. They kiss and then they wake up. <laughs> but it was so, it was just completely silence And that scene gave me fucking cancer. <laughs> it really did. It was so fucking but bad. Even worse than, in, in my opinion, than that scene is how they wrap up this fucking movie. Yeah. So there's this stupid, I'm going to soak up the sun. Cheryl Crow takes us home and what yep. you think is the end credits. But oh no, they got a few extra thousand dollars worth of CG in the budget. Yep. So they throw and in these know- stupid little outtakes. And this is their stupid, like, way of being like, no, the kangaroo talks more than once. Yeah. Because, yeah. hey, it's- the movie he's called kangaroo jack. it shit in with me. The star. He does fucking impressions of Dr. Evil. It's yeah. so stupid. Rest in peace for Troy. And then a lo- oh, yeah, RIP absolutely. And yeah. then he's a stupid like Looney Tunes out reference. Oh yeah, he does Elmer Fudd. That's all No, he says, "Oh yeah, that's right." He says, "G'day mates." I don't remember what he says. It's sad. Blokes. Oh, that's all blokes. Yep. Australia, because he's Australian. Exactly. Fade to black, kangaroo, Jack. Oh, my God. Uh, Brandon, you start, man. I, you want me to start, bro? Yeah, why not? All right, usually you tear the movie down, and then I'll come in to be like, you know what <laughs> to you know resc- do To rescue it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'll start out with the more positive, because I know I'll be more positive on this than you. That being said, this is a terrible fucking, this is a oh, bad, bad movie, yeah. from a production standpoint to the... I can't fault necessarily the performances themselves. It's the dialogue in the script is is outright oh, it's terrible. A, it's atrocious. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. This film is edited so poorly that it's it's difficult to um, really even gauge from scene to scene the plot. Sometimes, not necessarily the bare bones, but where they're going and why they're doing what they're doing. Sometimes, yeah. I, like I said, the characters are so shallow and unlikable, and the tone is conflicting from scene to scene. It will go from a raunchy PG-13 comedy to such a slapstick, stupid kids movie that's like G-rated Disney Channel shit that yeah. it's like, who are you making this for? Who and is why this, am I watching this? Who is this movie really, for? Really, who is this movie for? If they had gone the R-rated or the PG-13 mafia comedy, even with this cast, I think maybe with the original script had they maybe do done some reshoots to to fix that rather than retool the entire fucking movie and market it towards a kids audience maybe this would have been a disposable 2000s comedy but this is an egregious like family comedy like this is this is one of those like notorious movies that i yeah. think people will look back on like wow what a piece of shit so having said that though there are a couple of genuine laughs that i get out of this movie as as guilty and ashamed as i am to say that a few genuine laughs, and I think it moves along at a clip that I, I can't I can't say I was ever bored. It was stupid, and I like it. It was just you know fucking vit, like light flashing before my eyes. But if if you're looking for a really bad like something to laugh at. I, it's it's a good hate watch. No, you it's cannot recommend watch. so watching here I go. this movie. Ugh. I'm just going to give it I'm going to give it a an 18. I'll give it an 18 An 18 a full 10 from its original eight <laughs> That's rating. That's right. I can I really can't go any because this is less than a 1-star movie. It really is a it's terrible so film. Bad. But at the same time, I did laugh a few times. Yeah, man. I just I mean, you kind of nailed it on the head. It's the, this movie is confused from the word go. Like it has no idea who it's pandering to. It, like they they have a I'm not gonna say a great cast but there are some players on here. Yeah. I mean Christopher Walken's got like two scenes maybe three underused. I mean yeah. and, and also his dialogue is bad. He's terrible in it but it's because of the bad dialogue. Michael Shannon. I mean I don't did we know Michael Shannon was as big. As he is now, like, did we know he was going to be good back then? No, I don't think so. Yeah. He had only been in a few. All right. Roles so it's excusable. So. He does oh, have sure. like a lot of he does have way more screen time than like Christopher Walken does. But again, oh, and out of the villains, he's the most convincing. He's the most convincing. He's I think he's the best part of the movie, honestly, yeah, which I is wouldn't say insane I, much because yeah, he really doesn't him. do yeah. anything. But, you know, I like Michael Shannon a lot. And Anthony Anderson, man, we said it already, just a low point in his career. He didn't have anything – he didn't contribute anything funny to this movie. I Well, besides the poop joke <laughs> on the plane. And that's where I have this problem, man. That's the one part that I can legitimately remember enjoying about this movie was a fucking poop joke. <laughs> Like them rolling around in shit. And honestly, the only reason I think that's funny is because just the idea of someone else thinking that's funny. Like they're rolling around in shit. Like that's all the balls to put that in your movie. I mean, it's so poorly written. It makes no sense in terms of who is this movie for? Is it for kids or is it for adults? You can't go one way on this plot. You either have to rewrite the entire movie, or you just have to dedicate, like, this is an adult film. Because there are some truly despicable choices for a kid's film. Uh, And that's the thing, is, like, if you're looking at themes or morals... These two characters defile the corpse of a kangaroo. And honestly, had they not done that, they'd be dead. It almost, mm-hmm. the movie's like, don't worry, they did a good thing by putting the jacket on. I, yeah, it's so, like, <laughs> oh, man, they just wreaked havoc in the Australian Outback for three days. And everything worked out okay. Yeah, like, uh, fuck that. <laughs> fuck this movie. The CGI is terrible. Nothing about it is funny. Nothing about it's good. The fucking ripoff of Dr. Dre is fucking atrocious. <laughs> bow, bow, bow use it every five fucking minutes that theme i mean i mean and let's not even like get into like some of the more like you know social issues with the fact that this is a fucking movie that takes place in australia with three fucking western (laughs) lead actors oh for sure i mean i mean it's slightly racist and homophobic as well yeah (laughs) i mean there are like social issues with it that you just can't you can't Put that in a kid's film, and that's, I guess, what it is, a kid's film. It's mean-spirited. Movie it scenes, really is, yeah. yeah, yeah it's kind of, of a mean movie. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, its there's nothing good about it. I can't even, like, recommend this as I hate watching film, because it's just like, you know, because there's, we watch a lot of films where we hate watch, but we have fun while we do it. Yeah. And while I did have fun doing this, I, like, there were times where I was fucking just completely out of it. So bored. I, it's just not. It's not bad in a fun way. It's just bad in a bad way. And so for that, I'm gonna give it. I think the the ratings right on the head in eight. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, dude, that, I think this is. I can't remember, Yeah, no. this this is a notch above Wild Wild West, in my opinion, as I, the worst movie we've done so far. Oh, man. I can't, it's right I, there. It's right there. I can't there. remember what I gave Wild Wild West. I, I gave think it was a, an 8. I think it was an 8 and a 10. I oh, think yeah. We gave it. We That's gave it right. I gave it, yeah. So I think sure. this is on the level with Wild yeah. Wild I, I'd West. I put it right as, there. It's these. This is the bottom of the barrel we have touched on uh, so far. Yeah. But the difference is that there was a chance going in that we were actually going to like Wild Wild West. I knew from the get-go I wasn't going to like this movie. And it didn't disappoint. It's a fucking terrible blip of a movie. <laughs> Jackie legs, man. Jackie fucking legs. This movie. All right. So that's Jackie legs, <laughs> because I I refuse to believe it's oh, Kangaroo, Kangaroo Jack. Jack. No, yeah. that that was Jackie legs. By the way, the tagline for this movie, which I'm confused because it's not really even a tagline, but the tagline was, "He stole the money dot dot dot, and he's not giving it back." What? Exactly. That's not a, that's not like clever or anything. It's literally... That's the... I guess the plot, but like... It's literally like a kangaroo has a jacket on... And he's hopping. (laughs) It's so stupid. (laughs) It's the worst. Okay. He stole the money, and he's not giving it back. Oh, man. And we're not getting that time back either, my friend. I'd rather have a canker sore than watch this movie again. (laughs) Ooh, and that's the worst. It affects you for days. You're always licking it with the back of your tongue. Oh, it's the worst. Right on, like, my lower lip. Oh, and a little bit of salt got in there. Ooh. (laughs) Next week, though, I hope will not be salt in the wounds. I think it's actually going to be a good movie from what I remember I'm very curious because this was a movie that I remember liking a lot but your pick it, this was my pick. following my Pickaroonie of Kangaroo Jack. Real proud of that one. Yeah, wow. What do you know? Wasted I'm picking that movies that have potential to be good. Oh, just you wait. Oh, that was a <laughs> waste. By the wait. way, you've been fucking pawing for that movie <laughs> I have, since we I started have. this podcast. I hope you're fucking proud of yourself. I think I gave you three choices this month just so that I could yeah. get Kangaroo oh, Jack. Oh, you as fucking mine. sneaky little bastard! Because you were like, well, why don't you pick the three three of the movies this month? I'll pick two. And I was like, okay. And I picked three. And then you were like, okay. The the two movies I picked were ones I've been angling for this entire time. Yeah, the entire both movies you'll you you won't hate the next one. No, the next one I won't hate that much, but I won't like it. And (laughs) I hated this movie anyway. Derailing. Next week we are doing uh, Bruce Almighty. Oh man, another Jim Carrey vehicle. Another Jim Carrey vehicle. Uh, one of my. Uh, more favorable Jim Carrey performances, honestly i love this one a lot yeah man. i do i mean I it's not it a lot. i mean it's not fucking truman show or internal sunshine sunshine and spotless but- yeah yeah but no i would say yeah he, he gives a pretty good uh comedic performance there's also some dramatic bits in there from yeah, what i can a, remember yeah there's like a fair amount of I guess heart is a way to put it. Yeah, you know, Morgan Freeman's great is gone. Yeah, Morgan Freeman plays God. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yep. And it takes place in the great city of Buffalo, New York. My favorite part of that entire movie from what I can remember was Steve Carell, who really broke out in that movie. In yes. The Office. This is right when he was becoming yes. kind of famous. this is one of, Steve Carell was funny in it because they just kind of like let him go. He's the anchor, I believe. Yeah, yeah. he's one of the anchors. They're they're fighting for anchor spots in Buffalo, New York. That's right. It's fucking great. The Sabres win the World Series. <laughs> or not the World Series, the Stanley Cup. Ooh. Anything can happen in a movie. A little bit of a slip. Yeah, anything could happen in a movie. <laughs> But I'm excited to check that one out. Another comedy. And, uh, but we will probably touch on Jim Carrey's earlier career. Because I I know a lot of people, when they think, well, Well, the last time we had, the last time, yeah, the last time we had Jim Carrey, we shit all over him, too. Because Batman Forever, right? Yeah, the Riddler in Batman Forever. He was fucking awful. But yeah, we might touch on, like, an Ace Ventura or a, um, yeah, uh, Liar, liar! That's I was the gonna movie, say. dude. Liar, liar! Yeah, one of his earlier uh, '90s movies someday. But I'm, I'm excited to check out Bruce Almighty. Yeah, it should be fun. And you can tweet us, like we've mentioned before. We've actually got the Twitter. It's set up for Nostalgia Damned, but just search Nostalgia Be Damned on Twitter. You'll find us. I'm gonna it's t- regrettably Nostalgia Damned. We'll see if we can. I'm fix gonna that try and change it to like NBD Pod or yeah,
1: something. Yeah, we might
0: like do that. that. Um, but right as of right now, as of recording, <laughs> it is Nostalgia Damned again. Just look us up at nostalgia be be damned on twitter uh you can also if uh you don't want to get on twitter can just look us up on itunes just search nostalgia be damned you can also listen to this and any other episode that we've done at nbd.podbean.com which is where we are originally hosted you can also send us a message on our facebook page or at nostalgia be damned pod at gmail.com suggestion for a movie you want to watch or you want us to watch or just uh, any old question anything we like to interact with our listeners i'd really like to get some suggestions because you and i were talking i think last week about maybe getting another listener request month in pretty soon absolutely and i think that'd be a really cool thing to do as we kind of head into summer yep absolutely yeah but thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. And like we mentioned, every once in a while, write us a review on iTunes because that really helps oh, get does. the word out for the show. And and the big the biggest thing of all, just let a friend know, a coworker, just word of mouth is the best way to spread the news yeah. about nostalgia bidet. Although if you're in Australia, maybe skip this one. I am so sorry. Apologies to our Australian listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Terrible impressions And just an awful affront To assume your Please come back next week Society and we, culture Yeah we promise yeah. 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 We, will, we will not be touching on Australian stereotypes The ne- next week's episode I mean we can't promise that But I we're cannot. gonna try not to <laughs> Yeah exactly <laughs> Alright oh, everybody man. That's gonna do it for Nostalgia Be Damned Thanks for listening I am Jackie Legs, And I'd like to say Hello <laughs> Traveling and a Come Trailhead full of zombies. I met a strange lady. She made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. And she said, Do you come from a land down under? Or women born and men go?